So today on our podcast, I'm very happy to welcome Yannick Clue, the founder and owner of the five-star Atfrid's Pet Hotel and Daycare Center in Cape Town. Yannick, welcome and thank you so much for speaking to me today on my podcast. Thank you, Liesl, for having me. Um, so Yannick, as I've mentioned, you are a very successful entrepreneur and as this, the aim of this podcast is to inspire people with amazing things that, if I can call it, normal people have done, you know, everyday persons have done in their lives. And I find your story so inspiring from starting something from nothing and bringing a fantastic concept to South Africa. So, but before we talk about your business, I would like to go to the beginning. Please tell us a little bit about you. Where are you from? Where did you um, grow up? And what was the dreams when you were growing up? Sure, Liesl. I grew up with one passion, that was dogs. Um, I grew up with five dogs my whole life. So I had dogs in my house every single day. Wow. So from a young child, I always wanted to become or a vet or I wanted to, or I actually wanted to work in a game reserve. Initially, I wanted to start there. I wanted to become a game ranger. Then I wanted to become a vet. And you know how life is when you are a teenager. You always look at the bright lights and stuff. And then I decided, no, I'm going into corporate. Um, oh, the other reason is why I actually didn't become a veterinary or a vet is because I went once um, to take my dog to the vet and he was badly injured. And then I passed out when I saw all the blood. And then I realized, sure, I don't think I will be able to do this. <laughs> yeah, so after school, I started with my private pilot license and I thought I'm going to become this, um, a, a pilot. Wow. And I've done that for exactly a month. And then I realized I'm really a bit bored because you literally sit in the airplane um, all by yourself or someone else. And it was almost like a bus driver. Um, and I'm actually a very, um, I like to go out and be, speak to people, etc. So I become actually a little bit depressed, even though I loved flying. And then I decided, no, I need to get into university and I need to get my degree, which I really loved. Um, and then I did the whole bright light things, worked in London um, on branding. So I'm a brand consultant as well. And yeah, came back to South Africa and got into marketing. I um, saw that you actually also um, did some marketing and branding work at Vega Branding yes, School. I'm yeah. a lecturer with them. So, oh, really? Yeah. One of my friends are as well. So, oh, is it? Um, yes. Um, yes, yeah, so I love that. I really love branding because I'm a very strategic person, even though I'm totally crazy. Um, I like to think strategically um, about business. Um, yeah, so I really love it. And I like I liked sharing with um, the students as well. So I do that part-time, um, only like a semester in a year. Um, but that is like my passion. So you studied um, in Pretoria. You are from Pretoria. Or yeah, from I'm actually from Vereniging. Vereniging, Yeah, okay. all the way in the whole, um, all the whole triangle. Um, so I studied at Takis and then started marketing, Bicom marketing, or I call it Bicom Braai. I think South, South Africans would understand that. <laughs> but it was fun. It was really fun. And then I got into corporate, and but I got into the marketing side. Um, and after a while, I became a little bit, I felt like a bird in a cage because um, I need to be at work at eight o'clock and I need to leave at five or after five. So I'm a little bit of a rebel when someone puts me in a cage. I will never be at work at eight o'clock. I'll be there at seven o'clock. I'll be there at nine o'clock. I'm a little bit of a rebel. Um, but it really got to me because 
Um, I felt that I can do so much more and I can just live a little bit more than just feel like a bird in a cage. It doesn't suit my personality at all, but I love the strategic side. So what was the first project you took on? Because it was, was there anything else before um, you started the pet, the pet hotel? No. So what I've done is I was always in corporate, like at GlaxoSmithKline in the UK. Um, and then I came back to South Africa. And then I've worked for Net Florist, which is an online flower yeah. and gifting service. It's actually the first one in South Africa. Yes. And then I just decided I need to, because I got stuck in marketing. Um, I got stuck and I felt that I wanted to get out of the marketing a little bit more into strategic so I decided to go and do my MBA um, for one full year it was I was a full-time student um, but I really loved that and it was in Cape Town and I born and bred in Joburg and the plan was to go to Cape Town for exactly a year and then go back to Joburg and I've never went back never ever ever even I will never go back I just love Cape Town Um, yeah and that that gave me the opportunity to really get myself out of marketing and more into the strategic side because I really love marketing, but I really love the strategic side of branding. Um, and like a proper student, I sat in class one day, bored as hell, and um, I Googled like concepts all over the world. And I saw this concept, a dog hotel called Sniff in the USA. And I said to my queer, my friend, they sat next to me, I said, queer one, I'm going to open up a dog hotel. And he said to me, Yannick, you're crazy enough. Yeah, and that was in 2010. So I don't come from a rich family, so I had to save up for five years, but I knew I wanted to wow. open up a dog hotel. Yeah, and that's what I've done, and I really love it. Oh, that is amazing. But um, I'm just always interested to know what was the first step? What did you do? Sure. Did you go Did you go to the U.S. to have a look at it? Did you go somewhere else? Did you just have an idea in your mind? Yeah, that was... So in 2010, when I saw the concept, I, I saw it in the last part of the year and I started to go back into corporate, into media, um, at Aegis Media in South Africa um, in August because I had to get money to, to fund my dream. So I initially thought, how am I going to get money to start a dog hotel? Because as a South African, it's really difficult to get money from a bank if you don't have five years experience or you don't have a business for five years. They don't even look at you after three or two, five years. Um, so we, how do you get money? Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, I'm going to start a clothing range for dogs because that's huge in the UK and in the US. So I started at Fritz Dog Clothing and the slogan was no more dog nudity. And no one understood it in South Africa because Pets Life just started back then. But it was not, people people didn't care about dog clothing. So it was actually more throwing money down the drain than anything else. Um, but I had this vision, I want to have my dog hotel, I want to have my dog hotel. And then I saved a little bit up with corporate work. And then just one day I realized I need to do this. Um, so I asked everyone that I knew and everyone said to me, Yannick, you're crazy. This is not going to work. It's not going to work. And then I got funding from business partners. Um, it's, a, it's a company in South Africa that funds SMEs, but they're really expensive. But what else can you do? So I really have a passion about SMEs. I I actually want one day when I'm rich, I want to become like a ghost funder for SMEs because we really struggle in the South African economy to get money to fund something that we're passionate about. Yeah, because I think there's so many other people that probably have great ideas, but it's just getting the funding to start. Definitely, definitely. So it was expensive. I'm still paying back the loan <laughs> that I got in 2015. After 2000 and, yeah, 2015, because the prime rate was absolutely crazy. But what else could I do? Yeah, at least I'm living my dream job now. Oh, that's amazing. 
So, um, so tell us about the hotel. So it's in Cape Town. Um, and where did you did you start? Yeah, so it was actually very funny. I've got a dog called Fritz, or I had a dog back then, Fritz. So when I started the clothing range, I knew it's going to be something with at Fritz, you know, because me and Fritz, we were inseparable. Um, and I knew for five years, I always when I went to where I couldn't take Fritz with, then what do I do with Fritz? And I need to put him in a kennel, I cannot put my dog in a kennel. Um, so it was actually very nice that I couldn't get funding initially because it was a five years of a five years planning um, process of what would be the perfect thing for my dog Fritz, mm -hmm. and that's why I built it. I built the entire concept around what I want for my dog. So we have, for example, live cameras in the entire hotel, so you can see everything in the dog hotel from the dog park to the rooms, everything. Because I believe in transparency. We cannot, if I do something that hurts a dog or some of my staff is doing it, then the world must know about it. I must be on social media and I must be named and shown because a dog is paying the price. Yeah, and a dog hotel needs like nice beds because dogs in South Africa and all over the world these days don't sleep on the ground or the floor anymore. And yeah, and then a spa and yeah, so we literally everything that the dog might or a dog will need. We've got a pet shop or a retail area that sells dog food. Um, and then we have a daycare, which is quite big in Cape Town because Cape Town is one of the big of 10 biggest growing cities in the world when it comes to domestic animals. Oh. It's really a trend now in South Africa where people adopt animals, which, which is absolutely amazing because our, our shelters really struggle with the amount of dogs that's coming in. Um, so our daycare is really, really big because people stay in flats. Um, and then what do they do with the dog during the day? Yes. Um, and it's really nice. And when we started in 2015, we were the first dog hotel. And it's now six years later. And there's now 17 in a six kilometer radius. Of really? Me. And yeah. you were the first one? Yeah. It's 17. crazy. Yeah. So it's really growing. Yeah, yeah it's really an industry that's, industry that's, yeah, growing. An industry that's really growing. You can even see, like, if you go into the retailers now, you'll see, like, a Woolworth shop, right? Um, pick and pay. There's a big dog category as well so it's really a big industry currently and originally it was it was a dog hotel but yeah. i understand you now also have cats yeah so that's actually very interesting we had cats so we had to change it from the dog hotel to a pet hotel and then COVID got to us um, and I really almost lost the business. Like if it was one more month of lockdown, I would have lost the business. Yeah. Um, so I had to really think strategically on how I'm going to save this because if I lose this business, then I don't know what you'll do with Yannick. And you'll That's get, your you know, life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't think of anything else that I must do. Um, so I had to think strategically on what I'm going to do and how I'm going to save this business because there was just no income. You can imagine um, during level five, we had more street dogs in our care than we had paying customers um, because the yeah. vagrants really love their dogs, like absolutely love their dogs. And we've got a we've got a, a campaign with the SPCA. We call it the Cape Town Pet Upliftment Pro Project, where we vaccinate dogs and sterilize dogs and cats um, every Wednesday. Oh, and so, is that like street cats or street, any, yeah, anything? Street cats and street dogs. Yeah. So the reason for that is if a vagrant, for example, in South Africa or in Cape Town gets in a fight or he gets, need to go to jail because he's drunk on street or whatever the case might be, what's happening to that dog? So we know that dog is, for example, Lucy, it's John's dog, and he's fully vaccinated and he's sterilized. So he complies for the rules for Fritz. So he can come into the dog hotel. So the community now knows that... Okay, if John is in jail, we just need to take Lucy to add Fritz until John gets out of jail and then John will come and fetch 
um, Lucy from Edfords. So luckily we've done that because then we could take a lot of dogs into the dog hotel because of the people that had to go to the shelters okay. during lockdown. Yes. Um, yeah, so it was it was really difficult. If it weren't for my landlord back then, that um, that gave me I was really transparent on the financials of the business, and he initially said to me, "Okay, I don't have to pay rent for month one and two because luckily the banks also gave relief for the um, the owners of um, properties." And then yeah, I paid as we as the business grew back to life again. But I realized very quickly that the the, the world have changed. Yes. Um, people people were not going away. They were not yeah. going away on holiday. They didn't go into offices. So I promise they, you. They, they, their pets were just at home with them. Exactly. So you, you lost all your business, basically. So it was from 160 dogs on a daily basis, we went down to 20 dogs. From 160 yeah. to 20. So sure. it was really tough. And I remember I sit at the dog park, which was back then like a kilometer away from the dog at or the pet hotel. And I looked back at my old building because we had to move to open up the cat hotel. And the building was still empty. And I thought, how am I going to save that business? Because I can't pay rent back then. Back then the rent was 300,000 rand. Um, for a month, it's absolutely, <laughs> you cannot survive on that in Kagut yes. if your dogs drop from 160 to 20, 22 dogs. And I looked at the building that was standing empty and I thought, what can I afford a month? What can I afford? Because I've cut everything. I've cut every, everything that you can think of. And I looked at the building and I thought, okay, I can afford X amount every month. And then I found the land, the landlord of the old building and I made him an offer and he said to me, he accepted because he was also in trouble. Everyone was in trouble. Yes. So it's amazing how wow. things just worked out. So I had to get get or let go of the cat hotel. Um, so I gave the entire business to Nazima. She was the cat hotel manager back then. So she running the cat hotel now from her house. It's called Nazima Scattery. Okay. And it was really amazing how it worked out because she had a stroke during COVID period. And she couldn't come into work actually anymore. And now she's living a dream. She's almost 70 years old. And, and she's, she's at home and, and it's cats a, around her. It was and it's her first her December. Is at home. Wow. Yeah. So it was really, it's amazing how things always work out. Exactly. So are you going to um, change the name back to... It is. Yeah, <laughs> is yeah, it, we had, yeah, we had to change it back. Yeah, From no Pet Hotel anymore. to Dog Hotel again. Yeah, dog Hotel, Pet Hotel. Luckily, we had the old logo still. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's it's amazing how now when I walk into the dog hotel, when I just have this appreciation that I cannot explain to anyone. It's like I cannot believe you always you always appreciate things if you almost lost it. So yes. I think that was the good thing from COVID is that I have yes. this huge sense of appreciation for what I've left. Exactly, mm. and gratitude for yeah. that. Yeah. And future plans. I mean, would you like to open another well, one? <laughs> my husband said to me the next dog hotel's name is Divorce. So <laughs> no, like a, because I have a big dream, I always, when I started at Fred, built this entire business strategy on I'm going to franchise this business and I'm going to be in New York and I'm going to be in London. And, you know, I, I, I'm a big dreamer. But I really, I realized very quickly that it's not a burger shop. Um, a dog hotel is really about the people that work there and it's extremely stressful because let's say for example do I have 100 dogs in my care it is it's living beings so as if I'm on holiday I don't have holiday I've got live cameras I take out the dogs every single day um, so I don't think I have the emotional capacity <laughs> currently to deal with a dog hotel um, yeah, I just believe that I think after COVID, I, I, I really appreciate what I have and I just need to pay back loans now because I had to max every single thing business going. 
Um, yeah, so I just want to stabilize this now and then maybe, but not now. <laughs> <laughs> maybe sometime maybe in the future sometime, there'll be yeah. another one. Yeah. Um, but it's amazing because I can really see how much you love your, you know, your business. That yeah. it really is your life and the passion that you put into it. And I think, you know, I said at some point when you, you know, when you dream, when you live with passion, you know, mm. you know that's, that's enough. That's just, you know, what you really, that's the important thing in life. You know, it doesn't matter if there's 10 or 20 or there's one, yeah. you rather want to make... Make sure that one is um, put all your love in it, which is amazing. I know what you say so too, but I always also believe it's actually a huge responsibility, which I always feel because I, yes. I, I sat in corporate for how many years and I felt like a bird in a cage. I've, you, I've got this huge responsibility that I feel like I need to make my staff not feel like they're a bird in a cage um, to the extent that I almost spoil them too much, which is not good. Um, <laughs> but it's important because it's amazing when you walk into the dog hotel and you can immediately feel when a person's energy is not right because the dogs pick it up and it's chaos. So when we walk, like, for example, sometimes I know my energy today is crazy. I'm too stressed or I've got a lot to do. Then now I can't go upstairs to the dogs because there might be a dog fight or the dogs might wow, bark too that's much. That's really interesting. It's amazing how they guide us to say, okay, listen, yeah, this energy is not working and all the energy is working. So it's amazing that as a business, we can really contribute to my people. Yeah. So you, um, sounds like you really care for your staff. <laughs> I love them to bits. <laughs> if I need a job in Cape Town, I'll come back up in my application. <laughs> so um, the, only, the other thing I wanted to so so how many how many dogs um, do you have space for, and where can people find you? So we have now a hundred dogs maximum. Um, so we still we're back in our old premises in the city centre of Cape Town in Batengras Street. So it's really nice because it's on the corner of the road that goes to the mountains. And when you drive past at Fritz, you see the dog park and the dogs, and it's really funny. And people actually sit in the traffic and they laugh. You can see how they laugh. So it's amazing <laughs> how we can make a difference in people's life without actually saying or doing anything. It's just the dogs, it's the show. Yeah, so we're in Cayland in the city centre. Okay, great. And at Fritz, um, Dog Hotel. <laughs> so yeah, they can Fritz find you on Facebook, they can find the website. Yes, and I always laugh. I say it's at Fritz with an S because it was Afrikaans dog. It wasn't a German dog. <laughs> so it's at Fritz with an S. With an S. Yeah. Um, and Yannick, any advice you would like to give to any entrepreneurs or anybody who has, a, has an idea, dream? I think the biggest advice that I can give to anyone in in the past six years, which was actually total hell because it was really difficult because you have this, I think it's easy to run a business. Is the big ingredient that you need. Um, I think before you start anything, decide what is it that makes you happy because if you are happy, you can make everything and everyone around you happy. Um, so I think passion is my ingredient because in the morning, sometimes when I start at work at six o'clock, I'm so tired when I get up in the mornings and I think, oh, I'm not in the mood for work. But when the first dog walks through that door, it puts me into my happy space. And I think that is important. It's what puts you in your happy space. And the last question, how many of your own dogs do you have at home? <laughs> is it still five or is there more? No, that's funny because my husband said to me the next dog's name is also divorce, but I'm now on seven. So I can't, I can't actually, I cannot go to a shelter. I cannot do it because I always come back with a dog. Seven, you're on seven, seven, seven dogs, seven children. Seven children. <laughs> 
Yannick, thank you so much for speaking to me today. It really is such an inspiration and it's wonderful to see somebody living their dream. And I can definitely see the passion that you are talking about. And um, if anybody I know in town would need a place for their dogs, I will surely send them to you. All the best for your business and for the future. And um, And thank you for having me. Thank you so much.